author Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. Good to have you with us on the Paul Leslie Hour. This interview was broadcast on a radio series called The Magic of the Music, The Birth of a Parrothead Nation. I'd interviewed lots and lots of musicians, and now it was time to interview the fans. And you're about to hear an interview with a man who I think, in many ways, possibly changed my life. I don't think he knows that. I don't even really think I've thought about it that much, but here it goes. I can remember the first time I met Wayne Myers. It was in January. I was underage in a bar, and somebody says, you need to meet this guy, Wayne Myers. He gave me a newsletter that had an application attached to it to something called the Atlanta Parrothead Club. The Atlanta Parrothead Club is the first Jimmy Buffett fan club or Parrothead Club in existence. They are still in existence, I might add. Next month, they are having their 30th anniversary celebration. At the time of this interview, they were celebrating their 20th anniversary. I remember thinking, this Wayne Myers guy, he's a cool guy. And one thing led to the next. And before you know it, I had a radio show. Now, fast forward 15 plus years or so, and I've interviewed more than 700 people. I have some incredible stories to tell. And Wayne Myers has some incredible stories to tell as well. His dream was always to live in the Caribbean, and that's where he is today. Let me know what you think of the interview. Our special guest is Wayne Myers, de facto president emeritus of the Atlanta Paradead Club. We're archiving the history of the magic and the music, the birth of a Paradead nation. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Oh, no worries. Glad to be out on a cold, snowy day. But it's funny, you call me the or you call me the president. Everybody's called me the president. I was running the club. I was helping run the club for years, but it's never really been a presidency or an election. It's always been the five member board when I was in it, and it's still the five member board. And uh, I don't know why I was thought of as president. Probably just because I had the biggest mouth, is my guess. But we never really had a president still don't the five member board works fantastic so just to kind of get a little bit of your back history where are you from redondo beach california i basically grew up uh surfing and if you've seen the movie fast time Ridgemont high jess piccoli that was me to a t that's home were you always a big music fan always always music fan music was always in our lives from this you know my parents listened to the oddsman's and Don McLean and Redondo Beach, you have to listen to the Beach Boys. It's the law. So, always been into music. What types of music did you grow up listening to? I mean, in addition to what you mentioned, what were your favorite bands, your favorite artists that you were like a solid fan of? In my youth, it was always the Beach Boys, and to this day still is. And as I got older and discovered music on my own, I got into the the really talented music, rock and roll, Queen, Electrolyte Orchestra, Fleetwood Mac. And as I got older, it went into the Van Halen and the Southern California rock and roll Motley Crue and all that. So how did you discover Jimmy Buffett music? By mistake. 
I went and saw the Eagles in 1977, and they had a guy open it named Jimmy Buffett that I really didn't want to go see because I never heard of the guy. And uh, so we stayed on the park line doing what you did in 77 in the parking lot of concerts and went in, and they had Jimmy Buffett up on stage during a song, and I thought, man, I blew this one. That's when I discovered him to this day. I'll never miss an opening act because of that. So what do you think about Jimmy Buffett? What do you think is his appeal? (sighs) He writes the songs that we want to live. He plays the songs that we want to live. Most of the Parrothead Nation out there kind of wants to tell everybody to take a hike and go sail around the Caribbean or at least sit on the beach with your toes in the sand with your drink of choice. And what about you? What what is it that you love about Jimmy Buffett? He is singing what I am working my way to do. He sings about the beaches, the carefree lifestyle, the the sailing around the Caribbean, which uh, I've started to do and I've been doing for the past five years. And uh, kind of brought he's brought out the island boy in me. And how did you discover the Atlanta Parrothead Club? <laughs> I was it. My wife and I were at a concert in Pittsburgh during the Barometer Soup Tour. And uh, we came back to Atlanta and decided we needed a drink and walked into American Pie. And there were these two guys on stage. Uh, turned out to be A1A. They are playing a song, and that's how we discovered the Atlanta Paradise Club, my wife and I. We joined, and 15, 14 years later, we're still there. And what did you think about the club? Great people. The people, the, what attracted me to this club was you were standing with a group of people. You didn't stand in the corner for long. Somebody saw your Hawaiian shirt or saw the fact that you had a shirt on from the British Virgin Islands or something Caribbean. They'd walk up to you and introduce you themselves to you. That was the openness and the friendliness. Camaraderie almost. Definitely. This could be kind of a, a difficult question to answer, but why did you do this? And why do you do then? And why do you do this now? Why do I do this? Why did I? Why did I take a, a board position? Or why did I get in the club? Or well, you have taken a, a a role in the club, even though you didn't have an official title. You've invested time in this. Mm-hmm. Why do you, Why do you do it? And why do you think everybody else is doing it? Everybody does it for the camaraderie, the 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 same goals in life, the same desires in life. Everybody wants to sail away. Everybody wants to give back to the community. And it turns out joining the club later, we found out more of giving back to the community. And it's something that we all enjoy doing. And I accepted a board position just to kind of help steer the club in the right direction. And uh, with the five of us that did it then and the five of us that are doing it now, they're still doing a great job of it to give back to the community and to associate with like-minded people. This might be hard to have just one, but do you have a favorite memory about the Atlanta Parrothead Club? I can tell you my favorite memory of the Atlanta Parrot Club right now. Uh, when I was getting engaged to my wife, Felicia, we had the whole club involved, and we had A1A involved, and we were all at Hemingway's, and we were trying to keep this a secret from her. And we had three chords Atlanta Parrothead Club there. They all knew about it. We had A1A. They knew about it. And as things progressed through the night, the entire bar knew about it. And how we kept it away from my wife, I'll never know. But uh, getting up on stage 
when we used to do the newsletter with A1A, I got up on stage and made a few announcements and we talked about our newsletter and I asked my girlfriend, Felicia, to marry me and she said yes. And that's pretty much the end of that memory of that night. I don't really much remember after that. But that's definitely my best memory. There's an annual festival every year in Key West, Florida. It used to be in New Orleans, and it's called Meeting of the Minds. And the Atlanta Parrothead Club, as we know from listening to this series, is the first, the original Parrothead Club. And the Atlanta Parrothead Club has always had a role in Meeting of the Minds. I was hoping you could tell us about that. I came the last few years into the club of New Orleans when we were the, the the convention was there. And it started out with Monty Tolo used to always do the auction, the live auction at Margaritaville. And it involved, evolved into they were doing a raffle and we started a little raffle, which I was volunteered to do. And, uh, that was, God, I couldn't tell you how many years ago, but we started that little raffle off with a box of t-shirts and bottle openers and little beach towels. And it's kind of evolved into autographed buffet items, bringing in thousands, ten, fifteen thousand dollars. And uh, that's kind of how we keep our role and keep our name out there. Everyone knows the Atlanta Parrothead Club runs the raffle. I had to give it up a few years ago because of my work schedule and Joe Lowitz has taken it over and he's still bringing in the money for charity and doing a fantastic job with the Atlanta Parrothead Club. And they're the ones that run the entire raffle for the past seven or eight years. We're known and respected for that. There's going to be a celebration on April the 4th, and this is going to be the culmination of not only this radio series, but most importantly, 20 years of the Atlanta Parrothead Club, which is amazing. I was hoping you could tell us about April the 4th and why everybody listening needs to be in Atlanta, Georgia on that day. It, it is a historical event. If uh, This is going to sound a little bit arrogant of the Atlanta Parrothead Club, but if it wasn't for the Atlanta Parrothead Club, nobody else would be around here right now doing this. Um, the charities wouldn't be out there benefiting the way they are. Uh, my One of my favorite sayings is, we're all here because we were here first. Again, that might sound a little bit arrogant, but uh, it's brought together thousands of people, raised millions of dollars, and hopefully it'll continue to do so. And this is going to be an exciting evening. Well, it's a whole day event, not just an evening event. You need to come out. It's going to be a celebration of 20 years of moderation and excess. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess next year will be 21 years of the Atlanta Parrotted Club, so the club will be finally old enough to drink. That's going to be, yeah, I know we've been waiting for a long time to be able to drink. I can't wait. Jimmy Buffett is going to retire someday, or maybe he won't. Who knows? But where do you think this is all going to go? Not just the Atlanta Parrothead Club, but the whole Parrothead Nation. What's going to happen? That I, I wonder that all the time. Every time, every time he tours, we're all out there wondering: Is this his last tour? Are we going to get any more out of him? What's going to happen? And when he does stop touring, could we know what's going to happen? What's going to happen to the clubs? That's going to be the true test of the Parrothead community. It's how we go on after that. Who will we follow? Uh, we have our A1As and Sonny Jim and Jim Morris and Howard Livingston and now Kenny Chesney. So we have something to follow. What's going to happen to us? And uh, that's going to be the biggest challenge of the clubs is once he retires, what are we working for and towards? We'll have to see about that. Do you have any guess? Oh, wow. That's a hard one. 
I think I'm going to think we will go strong for a few years. Uh, and my concern is we're getting older. Uh, some of us have kids. Are our kids going to stay with Jimmy Buffett or are they going to go on to Hannah Montana and will they be able to carry on after we're old and unable? But uh, I think, I think the Paradise Nation will always survive. I do too. My last question, this broadcast is going out all over the world. So what would you, Wayne Myers, like to say to everyone that's listening in? Keep up the good work. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, times are tough right now. A lot of us don't have work. A lot of us can't contribute the way we want to with our time, our money, everything out there. Keep keep with it. Keep going. Times are going to get better, and once times get better, we can get better. But we have to keep the spirit up. We're not just a bunch of uh, margarita drinking, corona or land shark drinking people. We uh, do give back to the community, and we need to keep that uh, spirit up. Well, Wayne, thank you very much for making the time to come out here and do this interview. It's a great pleasure. Paul, good to see you again, man. Definitely good to see you. All right. Boobopery, boobopshy, Goodbye.